Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Uh, Chad Allen here with you today. Uh, it's a Barbara Walters episode, but don't worry, everybody. I am not alone. Uh, when you hear Barbara Walters, you know it's a solo interview, and uh, it's that uh, it's the getting into that season. We're in October. It's Halloween time. Uh, some of you may be, may be scared or worried about monsters or uh, ghosts or uh, crazy clowns or things like that uh, coming to get you. And uh, there's no better person to to help you out or protect you than my guest today. He is Pro Wrestling's Monster Hunter. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Palmer is on the line with us. Mr. Palmer, welcome to the IndieCast. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, you were well, talking about those dastardly monsters, those monsters that can call forth lightning and resurrect themselves from the dead. Yet I still have to have this knee injury and this surgery. That's shenanigans, sir. That's shenanigans. I agree, sir. That is indeed shenanigans. Thank you for having me on. I'm super happy to finally be on the IndieCast. Well, excellent, sir. Well, uh, we are going to go ahead and start this episode that we do with every uh, every guest we have. It is uh, five questions we like to call the lightning round. That's where we get rid of some of the uh, ridiculous podcast questions at every place we'll ask you um, whenever you go on podcasts. And then excellent. we usually tend to fall off the rails at about question three. Um, question number one, here it is. Who trained you and when did you debut? Okay, I debuted sometime in March of 2007. And I was trained by Lance Hoyt, Wally Darkman, and uh, Robert Evans. Uh, I think you might know him as a uh, mix Marchie Archie and Barrison R.D. Evans. Yep. yep. Mix, mix, mix Marshall Archie, possibly one of my favorite, like, just out of nowhere gimmicks ever. It's I mean, amazing. obviously, Marchie Archie was amazing too, but. Uh... <laughs> I remember. Okay, we're going to go off the rails, I guess. Uh, okay. I remember. Uh, like, Right after he did it, he had the idea to create the band, and it would just be a parody of when the NWO went to Impact, and he was going to have me dressed up as like some sort of mythical goat creature with a flute, just kind of <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and then somebody else would be like your typical coked out rock star, and like it would just be like an actual band of like <laughs> different musical sorts and stuff. I it was amazing. I would have loved to have seen that. My favorite thing of him though was uh, when he was tag teaming with Colt Cabana for a little bit, and they had a great promo where they where they were team tap out back steakhouse, oh, yeah. and that just that got me every single time. Um, love that. So that yeah, that's that's uh, who trained me. Those three guys, they're awesome. Very nice. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory? First wrestling memory. I you know what? I think it has to be a Davy Boy Smith versus HBK match. Okay. It has to be. I, it has. It's. It's around the time when Brett Bulldog and and Sean were all feuding, kind of for the Intercontinental Title, and so like I remember seeing those three wrestle a lot when I would get to go to house shows or anything like that. Sure. So, uh, question number three. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween candy to get? All right. Okay. So I like Butterfinger. Not a whole nice. lot of my okay. friends like Butterfinger, and my wife is giving me crap about it because she likes all this, like, nerds and airheads, all the, like, the fruity plastic. And I just like my little Butterfinger, and she just yeah. called me an old man for my Bart Simpson candy, and I was like, I, I get offended. You you should be offended. Butterfinger are wonderful. Thank um, you. I, I rank them slightly under, like, Reese's are still my big thing. Anything Reese's, particularly the cups, but... Mm -hmm. Butterfingers are way up there, though. Oh, and yes. yeah, we need to talk to your wife about her choice in candy because yeah, I like nerds, but not, that's not a Butterfinger. That's no, you're right. Right. Um, uh, question number four: uh, Better Halloween cereal, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, or Booberry? Uh, chocula. It's got to be chocula. chocula. I like my 
my cereal nice and soggy within 30 seconds. That's the way I got to have it. Okay. So then now what's your favorite cereal then if you're going for like the super the super soggy cereals there? Well, I have to have the cholesterol one that helps you now. Uh, so like Honey Nut Cheerios is always good. Right. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> from all this, probably from too much Butterfingers. No, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I like uh, I like Fruity Pebbles. There you go. And that is, a, that is a cereal, but oh boy, does that get soggy quick too. Oh, yes, Fruity it does. Pebbles it's, is like Sog it's City like in no time. Chew. It's like super tasty for about 30 seconds, and then it's just nothing. Big League Chew. Wow. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks of when I played Little League. That was uh, right. It didn't last long, thankfully, but no. Big League Chew, that memory lives forever. Um, question number five uh, Marvel or DC and why? I'm going to go Marvel, and okay. here's why. I got some strong opinions about that. I think Gambit is amazing, and I'm tired of people always sleeping on Gambit, and I love the X-Men, and I think he is a character that can you can truly get behind. Just this rogue-ish, I don't mean no pun for rogue, screw her, right. but like this roguish well, character that pickpockets, right? <laughs> pickpockets, and he's suave. Like You can't tell me he's like James Bond with superpowers. He's awesome. He's not James Bond with superpowers. I understand he's lame sometimes, but I just love, I just love Gambit so much. I think every character that's in a comic book has at least one moment where they get kind of lame. Even even Wolverine has to have had his lame moment somewhere along the way. Dude, he's usually course. the one that everybody comes up with as the cool character. Right. Well, um, he's the one everyone has to beat to show that they're decent characters now. <laughs> exactly. He's like he's like the he's like the gatekeeper for uh for for Marvel characters. So right. he's, um, he's the opening think... match old timer. He's the Brooklyn brawler. <laughs> 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 He's the Brooklyn Barler with a better record, at least, though. So. Right. Uh, now, do you think they'll ever get into making a uh, an X Men movie? I mean, for the in the Marvel universe, I feel like they have to at some point. But yeah, um, yeah, they got to, right? But like, the question is whether or not they do it because uh, that the Marvel, the current MCU, runs dry, and they're like, screw it, let's just create an X Men universe separate, or if they, you know, see if they can jump the shark and put it all together and see people still are interested. That's where I'm curious about. The funny part is I question if the Marvel Universe can run dry anymore because, I mean, let's be honest, they, t they took a tree and a talking raccoon and made it two of the most <laughs> popular characters in the MCU. Yeah. And no one would have looked back at all of the properties that, that Marvel owns and went, we want, we want Rocket and Groot. That's what, that's what we want to be on the movies. And yet, and yet here we are with like dancing Groots and stuff like that. So got I got to have that dancing CGI character, please. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, look, I mean like look at look at Star Wars, they got a puppet, you know, exactly. to be like the most beloved character on the show. Got all these million dollar actors and like the stupid puppet is the star. <laughs> and it's and it's basically the baby version of another puppet that was popular previously. So yeah, right? it's like <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so you are, uh, like we said, so thank you. You made it through the lightning round. Congratulations. Yeah, I did it. Um, we are famous on, uh, the IndieCast for, uh, usually fairly regularly during, uh, tournament episodes. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put you through a quick mini tournament episode, oh, okay. uh, over right, because we'll you're the monster, you're the monster hunter here. So you tell me who wins, who's the, you know, between, uh, the following, uh, the following monsters here. Um, okay. <clears> so <throat> we have in, in, yes. in the first round, we have, uh, vampires. Versus mummies. It's got to be mummies. It's got to be mummies. mummies all day long. It's got. I mean, first of all, like let's just use the Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy. He controls okay. the weather. He can walk in the sunlight. He can walk at night. He can get servants. He can call forth bugs. Whereas Dracula or vampire needs to drink blood. The, uh, the mummy doesn't have that. And so, like, okay, can turn in the bats. That's fantastic. But that doesn't really do anything when you have the daylight and sand, the sandstorm coming at you. I got to go with the mummy on this one. Okay. Surpri I, I kind of had my vampires as the number one seed, so I'm surprised to see them go down, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so this one might be similar here, but uh, I think so. so. Zombies versus necromancers. Necromancer. Necromancer wins automatically. He just takes over the zombies. There you go. That's true. You get a solid necromancer, you're talking like, you know, 3.5 edition D and D. Then you know, <laughs> you could you could screw up that mummy if you want. You know? 
just a, just as long as we don't make it to to version four D and D that we have oh, to I, at least get past that. Um, let's, let's let's forget about that forever. <laughs> uh, Wolfman versus maniacal clowns. Wolfman. Wolfman. I mean, what okay. what's some face paint gonna do? It's not like it's the Ultimate Warrior. It's just a guy with face paint, and another dude turns into a wolf. I'm scared of a wolf. I'm not scared of a uh, you know a balloon clown. At my kid's birthday party, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go Wolfman all day. And then uh, last one in the first round here: Dinosaur Men versus the Frankenstein Monster. How? how what? What is he gonna do against Dinosaur Men? <laughs> like, unless they all want to take a swim, he's not gonna be able to just pick them up and throw them in the water. That's like, true. Yeah, I got you know Dinosaur Men all day. So, uh, well, now I think I see where this probably this next round is going here really quickly. I have mummies versus necromancers. Necromancer. Yeah, because um, they can take over the mummy too. That's uh and then uh Wolfman Wolfman versus Dinosaur Men. Hmm. Wolfman can only die from a silver bullet, right? Uh silver, in, silver in theory, yep, silver weapons. Yeah. I gotta go with Wolfman just uh okay. just on endurance alone. Just All keep right. Getting, keep coming back. And then uh main event of this monster king of the ring, uh with the pro wrestling monster hunter, Necromancer or Wolfman? Gotta, because he can call forth. Oh, this is a this is definitely a Batman Superman question. Does he it have is. time to prepare, or is he just showing up on the battlefield as one dude? I don't know. I feel like there would be at least at least the time like in between rounds to prepare. So I, I don't know how many. I'm not giving him days per se, but he's probably definitely got at least the rest period in between the, uh, you know, the whatever match they're having on like just before the main event. They've got to have something to kind of. Right Still time before him, so. they got the cool down match. It's like, yeah, exactly. We wore him out with a uh, Hogan Rock. Let's kind of let's kind of relax him. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Mm, if he's got access to some dead bodies and some dead people, I think Necromancer has it. Necromancer, uh, but huh? but if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if it's just him, or he just got like a couple of bodies, it's Wolfman. Wolfman okay. Scott. So very nice. Now, have you have you uh, gotten the chance in your in your hunting time here to to do battle so far with a necromancer or a wolfman? No, uh, but let me tell you, I've recently wrestled an evil clown who uh, I drowned in a river trying to save his soul from being possessed. And then the demon fiend came back and murdered my assistant, Mister Renfield. So I had to, of course, you know, wrestle him into submission until he became the normal man, Keegan himself. And then, of course, I'm wrestling displaced time-traveling gladiators and other such evil beings but no necromancers just yet just yet no we're get, we're get, we'll probably get you there at some point don't worry we're gonna find one somewhere in the rest <laughs> oh of the i'm sure I'm t- uh, of some of the ideas that i've heard recently oh yes i am definitely gonna be wrestling <laughs> some odd ones so uh, and actually, speaking of odd ones, I believe, did you just wrestle Danhausen recently? This isn't even I, on my list, but I think I saw that come up. So I did just wrestle Danhausen, and I'm going to do it again on October 30th for uh, Very for nice. Wrestling. Dude, that he's a genius. The guy's a genius. <laughs> I, can't, I can't express to you how much that man is a genius. I don't want to go behind the veil of what he does for work, but he's he's up there, man. He's He's right. super good. So well, everybody, there's a match to look forward to. Look for the other one, and uh, we'll. Uh, do you know where there? Do you know where there might be? You might be able to catch the uh, the previous match to to get ready for the one on the thirtieth. Yes, uh, you can watch it at the MPX Network. There you go. So MPX Network for Metroplex Wrestling. Don't worry, more commercials later. But there's the one, there's one right now for you to go look this one up because that's definitely the one you're going to want to see. Um, what made you decide that the world of wrestling was the best place to hunt monsters? Oh, I got really high. And just... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it was during it was during quarantine. Um, OK, uh, my wife and I were watching. We we're trying to introduce each other to movies that we had enjoyed as kids that the other one didn't see. And I grew up with a whole bunch of like grade B horror movies. And so I was showing her like Pumpkinhead. And uh, she just got introduced recently to the Evil Dead series. Uh, so the movie series and all that kind of stuff. So I was, I was right. there, like the Vincent Price stuff. And I was just sitting here going like, these guys are essentially your canes and your undertakers, your fiends. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the bad guys of the horror movie. But they're the ones who get to reoccur because they're the star, but yet they still got to lose. And I was like, well, that's no different than a wrestling match. The bad guy eventually has to lose and at the end of the day. And then the good guy goes over. But there's never 
anyone that wrestles them. Like their sole mission is to wrestle them because they're the ultimate cheaters. It's like this the ultimate way of cheating and wrestling is to be like, yeah, he can call forth lightning or fire. He's immortal. You know what I mean? So like it's like, that's not fair, man. I still have to go train and I got these nagging injuries. I still gotta go to work. <laughs> this dude's immortal. I feel like that's cheating. Right. We we definitely there's definitely an unfair advantage to take a look at here that we have to work with. So Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the original incarnation of the of the Monster Hunter was this like John McClane kind of character, right? Come out like completely bloody and like shoeless and like before my match ever started. Just to have people be like, What the fuck did he do before <laughs> he did? It? Like what was he doing before he got here to wrestle Pretty Boy Floyd or whatever his name is, you right. know? And so like that that one didn't that one didn't win over anybody. But the second I put on a Victorian era coat and Started talking with various accents, depending on who I was wrestling. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then people would be like, I like this. I like this. Here's some money. And I was like, you know what? That's all I need. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's, I need a little bit of money and a chance to do something crazy with it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I guess this really goes to show, and like you said, like you, you were talking about Danhausen or things like that. It, it is amazing how much like finding something like that that really connects with it with an audience the way it does how much of a like a difference that can really make in wrestling it's really wild that like how much people seem to forget how much character how important character can be um, oh, oh out yeah there. like so. a lot a lot of, a lot of them uh they think the characters you know begins and ends with how they present themselves as a badass right and i'm like go watch a movie and tell me after the second act, the character's still a badass because right. that's usually that's usually where Captain America gets his ass kicked, or it's usually where Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And 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 so like no one ever has that idea of like let's make them fallible, let's make them hypocritical, let's make them you know like because the character itself is a gimmick, and so like you have this guy who's fighting for the sanctity of wrestling, and, and like that, but like he is very much just you know. A gimmick he is sports entertainment you know what i mean so yeah. like he he has that element of hippo, uh, hypocrite uh, added to it and no one really thinks that far in advance and i think that's the best part of characters is how Absolutely. you can make them fallible yeah it does disappoint me how many times i've seen like the character for somebody is well my name's on my trunks yeah great um so oh, is yeah. the so is the create a character guy that i threw together and in, in you know you know 2k19 or what have you but uh because right. nobody should buy 2k20 from what i've been told and i'm glad i didn't uh oh. but uh, but you know that uh, that's i i wish there, i wish there were more people who thought like you out there for for you know for wrestling to, to come out with something like this um right so um for the, I guess, character-wise, for the character-wise, for this, and then, uh, you know, how do you, how do you kind of, uh, how does, how does the monster hunter prepare for some of his, uh, for some of his opponents, for some of the monsters he has to face? Well, depending on the creature I'm fighting, let's say it was an evil clown, I would just mix a few potions together and then try to rub his face off while reading an incantation from a possessed book. Let's say I'm wrestling some sort of serial killer chainsaw massacre-esque type character i would just try to take the fight to him and try to take out his knees because most likely they're seven feet tall <laughs> they're try true. to choke slam you constantly so as long as i don't let them goozle me around the throat i think i got a chance okay. I'm just, like, just gonna dodge the choke slam that's the big one i love right. that but... right could you imagine like it's like the, it's like your only defense is like yeah i just won't let them pick me up for a tombstone boom problem solved <laughs> it does job done man what are we talking job about done. We're almost halfway there, baby. If I can just get them to stay down for this headlock takeover, I think we got a pretty sweet. <laughs> now, where do, um, interesting? I want to I want to ask your thoughts on because I saw a clip you had done recently. You and uh, you and Renfield were back to back in what looked like a circle of oh, horrible my... evil <laughs> horrible evil beings to figure out that they were they're just deathmatch wrestlers yeah. so what what are kind of your thoughts on on uh, i guess, probably got a pretty good idea by the video but what what's your thought on deathmatch wrestling oh i have i have nothing against it it's just it's not it's one of those it's one of those easy jokes uh because like it's there were a whole bunch of wrestling students so they're just starting out so they're not in the best shape just yet and so like it was the material right. i could present with but as far as deathmatch wrestling it's like oh it's tough as hell i I've, I've, I've tried my hand at it 
uh, a couple of times and like the guys who can do it every week are some honestly some badass dudes and uh and so like i i i have nothing against it it's just the character itself is the pro wrestling monster hunter he's right. not the let's go get some glass and stab them monster hunter and so <laughs> And, and and so it's like he has he has to hate certain wrestling. I'm still trying to figure out a way for me to hate on uh, other other like wrestling styles in a way. <laughs> but like I don't know how to create a uh, vanilla midget cruiserweight monster yet because it would ruin the vanilla midget aspect. But I, I'm working on it. I'm working. So on it. I, okay, so hold it. Let's 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 work this let's work this out a little bit because I think okay, I may have right. ideas for you here. All right, let's do um, it. If you don't if you don't mind me jumping in on this one, just uh, because I love the it. idea, uh, I think you need to go. I, but you're going to have to get some that are pretty uh, pretty comfortable with each other because I think you have to go Voltron on this one. I think like at oh, okay. first they come okay. out and you're like, well, you guys are all tiny vanilla midgets. Why should I be afraid of you? And then they start stacking on each other, and then it's like. It, oh it's almost God. like, you know, it's like a bunch of kids in a, you know, in a trench coat trying to sneak into an R-rated <laughs> movie type of deal. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm that might be it. the way to go. Or you could go the opposite way. You're like, oh, look at this horrible monster. He's he's huge. He's, I just got to dodge the choke slam. And then the jacket comes off and it's three vanilla midgets. It's like, no, you're just vanilla midgets. What the oh heck? Oh, my God. That would be awesome. We can we could have it be a guy who's like 6'8 or something like that. But for whatever reason, the lights go out because superpowers. But whatever. Of course. And then, like, boom, it's like the trench coat falls down or their singlet falls down. It's just three little people running around the ring. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Ah, it's, go. <laughs> it's like it's a little it's a little like the WrestleMania three match with King Kong Bundy and uh, yes. and uh, and uh, Hillbilly Jim. But, the, you know, we get the, the basics, the basic scenario of it all. So Essentially, um, so I think do, yeah, I, I think I that's like how you go. An idea. I like I like the idea of a bunch of five foot seven wrestlers all stacking on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> launching themselves at me. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what you totally what you need from there. And then they just, yeah, they're just like they're they're coming at you like a like a bad uh like a you know a bad ninja movie where they're all attack now they're all just attacking you one at a time because I don't know why they wouldn't just uh, jump on you all at once, but they they come in one at a time and you you quickly dismantle them with your with your with your uh you know fancy moves and 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 you know, oh, what you, cursed what you book and do. stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta answer back with your own Voltron. Except you gotta get the promoter to blow a ton of money, and it's made up of like Papa Shango, and and like Doink the uh, Clown. It's just like absolutely. all the other monsters that I've, let's say, I've conquered. It's like, ah, there we go. And then they start lifting me up, and it's just an awful game of chicken. Now, now, uh, I don't think the Doink portion you, you'll have too much of a to worry about blowing the budget on. Yes, Papa Shango, hundred percent. You're gonna. Oh, have absolutely. The, the, or, the or like the Boogeyman, my cousin in, in a mask. It's like yeah, exactly. Trained at all. So, yeah, we gotta get yeah. Boogeyman. We gotta get Boogeyman and Papa Shango to hold my uh, legs up so I can look taller. Absolutely. There you go. Or you can play chicken against Boogeyman and, and Papa Shango. You may have something. You may have something there on your on your cousins. <laughs> I would need to stand on someone's shoulders, of course, and look at that. It's like that would definitely be that would definitely be needed. Well, that's where Doink comes into play. That's where your cousin Doink comes Finally. into play to help to help pipe you up a little bit. So, <laughs> see, we've got it all figured out for you. So this is this is money. This is this is money right here. I don't see how this hasn't been booked already. I don't know, but we're we'll we'll if if anybody does decide to book this, uh, please just make sure to put at IndieCast uh, on the on the paperwork or on the uh, poster so that we get the little hype, and I'm okay with that. That's all you need from me. Um, it's it's, it's all yours extra. from there. I'm yeah, there you go. He and he should charge and he should charge you extra promoters. Right. You you should pay him extra right now. Thank you. His Do price it. just Double. went up for this. So That's right. pay me in Bitcoin or whatever <laughs> thing, Shiba, whatever. Bitcoin. Can you buy anything with Bitcoin, really? Does anybody know what even? I don't even get it. So. I think a buddy of mine who's like really into it sent me a, a picture of a McDonald's somewhere in Mississippi that was accepting it. I was like, I'll be right on that, buddy. I'll be right on what? that. Next time I okay. drive through Mississippi, I'll go find that right. one McDonald's. The one McDonald's that's taking you. Why would they take? Oh, boy, that's like. And in the middle of Mississippi, no less, how many people are really like mining Bitcoin in Mississippi? But I, who knows? I, I hope they got super rich off of it. I'd be like, I, them, but I know, right? But, yeah. So, um, is there anyone out there that the monster hunter is too trepidatious to fight? Of course not. 
I'll fight. I'll fight any of these monsters. I don't care if they're dinosaur men or necromancers or <laughs> Rotundo himself. I'll fight. I'll fight them tooth and nail. Period. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been hoping to wrestle Luchasaurus since before AEW uh, became a thing. I saw him at a wrestling revolver show. It was my first time seeing him, and, and a lot of other people had already seen him before. And you know, right. he started getting a huge following. But I kind of kept myself out of the loop. I'm, I'm dumb. I, I didn't watch wrestling enough, and so I saw him, and I was like, "Yes, this is this is somebody I need to wrestle before I die." Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I want I wrestle this guy, and so like he's one of the many reasons why I've created these characters because I get to wrestle with guys that I normally wouldn't get to wrestle with. Like I. Uh, I did a male model centerfold character when I first started out, and then I did mm-hmm. like a, I did like American Psycho Christian Bale uh, serial killer gimmick, and then I I did like coked out rock star. All of those characters don't really work when a Booker's like, who should he wrestle next? Who should Luchasaurus wrestle next? Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, how about Monster Hunter? You have to book that now, right? And then you know he goes off and gets super successful. The jerk. <laughs> how dare. How, How dare, dare he. he do what our job is? <laughs> so, well, other so I'm interested. So, who's who's on your kind of like you, you know Cody Rhodes famously wrote up that list many many moons ago when he left WWE, um, and kind of crossed it off. So other so Luchasaurus is the top of the list, obviously. He, so. He's definitely up there. He he's so. definitely up there. Uh, I'm Mason X. He's this wrestler uh, out in the uh, in the New England area. I okay. get to wrestle Savage King, who is a uh, kind of a Houston South Texas guy. He travels around, but he's like he's, a, a gladiator. He's, like. He's been here to Florida before. Uh, definitely oh, got to see him, him live. He, he's he like he's a beast. Yeah. Stone. Yeah, like yes, he, he he's a monster. Um, I want to wrestle him, and there's there's a handful others like Sky De Lacrimosa. He's got like this, you know, this serial killer like wears people's skin kind of thing going on. Uh, okay. Leon, Leon Ravage. He's like six foot four. He's like this massive like Mad Max wastelander kind of like. You know, destroy the world character. From what I'm hearing, sir, you need to come to Florida because Leon is is uh, is uh, I believe here in Florida. So we got to oh, we got to get you out here to Florida. Yeah, I I wrestled in Florida for a short while while we lived out there. Uh, okay, for a few years, and that's where I met uh, Leon and them for a fantasy cl- cosplay wrestling where I played Ash from Evil Dead and he played Kratos. I re- you know what? I remember seeing some of that. So tell me a little bit of how it was playing playing Ash then. That's it that's was I gotta a be fun. Blast. It was a blast. I I I hadn't had so much fun. It kind of like reignited the enjoyment for me of wrestling. Cause like you try so hard trying to find ways to entertain people it starts be- beating you down and you start forgetting what you like about wrestling. And so doing that and playing that character and getting people happy and people really love it, I was like, man, I really enjoy this. I, I enjoy this aspect that I kind of like forgot about because I was focusing on other stuff too much. And like that was awesome. Like I, I had, We had a match where I wrestled the Dovahkin and Rey from uh, the new uh, Star Wars series. And, uh, and like they were just using the Force and the, and the dragon shouts just to like launch me back and forth without touching me over and over. And I'm doing it, and Rey Mysterio and Trish Stratus are in the crowd as I'm just flipping myself back and forth like six <laughs> times over. And then I'm leaving just exhausted, just like from watching yeah, myself around the ring. And like Rey Mysterio was like, oh, that was great. And I was like, thank you all these years, 15 years of trying to be the best wrestler. And I just had to launch myself around in moonsaults this entire time. I was like, damn it. I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> like it was a blast. And I got to wrestle like storm. And we were in a situation where like, uh, they were really frowned upon intergender wrestling. If the man did any violence to the women, okay. uh, they were okay with like, if the women did it to guys, and it's like, okay, that's our restriction. It's like, what are you going to, what are you going to do? That's what the guy who owns the giant building wants. Right. And, Ash is the perfect character for that. Like I beat like Spider-Man and Storm and all these guys just by like sneaking in the ring and just pinning them behind people's backs. It's like this is perfect. <laughs> I love this character so much. So like, he's definitely got some Bruce Campbell and Vincent Price added to this uh, to make my character. Those are huge inspirations for that. Very nice. So and um, so what what other movies? Is, so Vincent Price. So what Vincent Price movie were you kind of? Uh... Did you kind so, of zero in on to to for, to for both for the character and just for your own personal enjoyment? We can kind of go both ways. Well, like Vincent Price is the same character and everything. Like he's just Vincent Price. He's like <laughs> Cher. It's just it's like doesn't matter what the character's name is. It's Vincent Price. Right. And so uh, we were watching the Tingler. 
Uh, it's just oh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Tingler, but it's like this little like caterpillarish monster that like wraps around your throat and tightens and kills you. That okay. Way. But like the only way to get it to stop is to scream. Like the marketing for the movie was to get people in the audience to scream because they'd have uh, little like electronics or whatever in the seats to like make it feel like something was walking underneath you and stuff like yeah. that. Would scream. It was like it was a really cool thing that I had to research and find out about. And so, like, I started watching The Tingler for Vincent Price inspirations, and there's a little bit of House on Haunted Hill, and then I, I watched a little of the um, the uh, the Johnny Depp movie, uh, the uh, Edward Scissor's Hand, a little bit, like his last mm-hmm. movie. Just I was trying to get his voice, you know. I was like, if you can if you can get that Vincent Price voice, that'd be like money. But like, also, if I had that Vincent Price voice, I'd be super rich actor. So right. So like, so like, I'm stuck with the 15 uh, year old girl voice that I have. <laughs> so, I stuck with that. So like then we then I you know got the uh, Bruce Campbell stuff and I was watching old videos of of the uh, the Ash uh, gimmick at FSCW and then I introduced my wife to like Evil Dead Two and uh, Army of Darkness and I was like oh I can kind of do this a little better than the Vincent Price so I just kind of meshed them together. It's more like Vincent Price with my mannerisms and my facials and my arching of the eyebrow, my like soap opera close up scenes and, <laughs> and the rest and the rest of it is the Bruce Campbell. I have a giant chin and I'm a little misogynistic but kind of charismatic at the same right. time to cover it. So a lot of fun. So now what is, so now what did your wife cuz you'd mentioned you're you're introducing your wife to a lot of these movies. What did she think about about these movies that I'm assuming if you're like me you've grown up with since you were like a kid and these are part of these like this is this is not just part of like a wrestling character now this is part of your like your psyche at points too like oh, very there are movies so. that just become parts of you so what what was the reaction to it because the biggest fear is like i've shown movies i have two kids i have a, a seven-year-old and 11-year-old who i've shown these movies that are like my life to them and i get like meh <laughs> it's oh, like no. ripping my heart out so what did not what, this guy what did not she this think? guy oh, i i pride myself on making her watch terrible movies she we okay. had a wrestler's night where everyone had to bring a movie and then we had to like sell people on watching their movie okay and i'm here with a big bunch of muscle bound you know athletes and they all bring their own movie usually action movie or like action comedy i brought west side story these <laughs> unsophisticated morons didn't know what West Side Story was and in the best performance of my life I was able to sell them on watching West Side Story I had at least eight wrestlers all bigger than me mind you just eyeing me down as all these guys just start snapping their fingers (laughs) over and over and I made those I made those bastards watch at least an hour of that movie before (laughs) I was like okay you can watch whatever else you want so when I got to show my wife The Tingler from the 50s, she would stare daggers in my eyes and go, Matt, the fuck are we watching? What are we watching? Come on, Matt. And I was like, no, no, you made me watch your movies from your childhood. This is what I watched. And she's like, that's old enough to be your dad's movies from his childhood. And I was like, it is. It was the only thing we were allowed to watch in the house. I was like, so, probably where do you think you got it from? That's like... Right. Yeah, you think I just went out looking for this movie from 1956 right. or whatever? Uh, but, like, she got a huge kick out of Pumpkinhead. And I loved Pumpkinhead as a kid. It was a, I don't know why it always scared me after going back and watching it, because it's like you can see the strings on the animatronic puppet. But, like, <laughs> it's like she loved Pumpkinhead, and I loved it too. Anyway, that's all I got. Pumpkin, Pumpkinhead is, uh, is great. There's, uh, a, um, actually, um, I'll, I'll help put him over a little bit. Former guest of the IndieCast, uh, Hollow Wicked, has a uh, has oh, yeah. a channel has a channel on YouTube uh, where one of the things he does is uh, it's called Wrestling with Demons, where it he finds uh, wrestling moves that happened in uh, in like horror movies and oh, breaks yeah. down their form. And one of the ones he did was Pumpkinhead because I believe he hit somebody with an over the knee backbreaker at one point. Oh yeah, and, he does. He does. Yeah. Yes. So it's amazing where you can where you can find wrestling moves in, in in the wild there someday. So Oh yeah, he must have an overabundance of hurricane ranas and head scissors. I think I see one I'm... of those almost every damn action movie ever. <laughs> so I don't know if I I think I had one where he did, but he's very particular about which ones he picks. So um now what is it now okay, so then interesting, she's introduced you to stuff from her childhood. 
what movies did she introduce you to and what were your what were your thoughts on those movies Okay, we watched uh, Don't Be a Menace in South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Juice in the Hood, yes. Yeah, okay. that was my first time watching that. Uh, she, uh, oh, no, why can't I think of it? Oh, no, 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 no. What is it? It's the Chris Rock movie. I think it was written and directed by Louis C.K. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang, thank you. <laughs> she introduced me to Pootie Tang, and I got to tell you, Dirty D became quite the household favorite. <laughs> It was like I I was just sitting there like her parents were there as well. Like they I guess they had to get in on this, too. And uh, they got to see me like just start like smiling like a big idiot at the screen as Dirty D comes driving up. And he's got all the, the dirt and the dust flying off mm-hmm. of his coat. It's like I loved him so much. So that's very interesting. You and me have a very similar life situation, by the way, because we're both in interracial marriages. And it is very interesting to see like. Oh yeah what, yeah. what you didn't know about as a as a kid, you know, getting into this relationship, what like certain things that you like just weren't part of your life that were oh, yeah. definitively part. Like my wife had no idea. Like I've introduced her to like, uh, you know, things that you would think like everybody knows who like Paul McCartney is, right? No, I <laughs> she just like oh, yeah. they, they she listened like her family listened to like Motown and stuff like that, which you know, looking back, it's like, well, of course they did, but uh, it's always fun to like have that that crossover for movies like that. Or, uh, what was the um, oh, speaking of Chris Rock movies, what was the one she had me watch that was um, oh, Cell Block, Cell Block 4, CB4. Oh, I, I don't seen know if you've seen that. You should look that one up. It's a it's a Chris Rock movie where he basically um, it's a takeoff on him being a, like Easy E from uh, okay. NWA. Okay. And it, it, this yeah. is before the NWA movie came out. It's before Straight Outta Compton came out. This is like years before, and it's hysterical. Um, it's so CB4? you four CB four, I believe, was the name All of right. it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm doing my Google foo right now as we're uh, as we're speaking here, so I can right make sure now. I'm giving you the right one. So so. Yeah, CB CB four came out in ninety three. That's how long ago this this movie was. But uh, okay, it's got Char- right. it's got Charlie Murphy. It's got Chris Rock and Charlie Murphy. I don't know what more I can do to to sell on that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Rock and Charlie Murphy. So, I'm sorry. Um, so now, um, what else do I have on here, real quick? Because uh, I've completely went off my questions, but I don't care. Um, any advice to any advice to the little to the little kids in the audience that and or just anybody I'm going to ask character wise and non character wise here any any advice for kids who want to become monster hunters, but then anybody that would be interested in getting into the you know performance art we call professional wrestling any advice you would give give them. Okay, well, uh, as far as getting into professional wrestling, you're going to want to get a reputable reputable school, right? Because like. Your your work is going to be based off of your trainer's work. Your your reputation is going to be tr- based off of them at the very beginning. Uh, so that's always smart to do your research and find something like that. But I got to tell you, you have to work out. the The wrestling class can't be your workout. You have to go to the gym and bust your ass. You know, five, six, seven days a week. You you have to. And so, like, to be able to perform at a decent level. Because, like, being a good wrestler is the baseline for, like, your job requirement. And, like, right. being able to wrestle 10 minutes without, you know, dying from all the lights and all the fans <laughs> sucking the oxygen out of the room. You got to be you got to be able to do that. As far as kids, I would say stay in school. Don't do drugs. Your typical 1980s uh, pitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, I would I would say read comic books. And team up with a whole bunch of your friends uh, if you want to go fun, uh, find monsters and make sure you get a montage. Very nice. There you go. Um, now, uh, let me ask you this. I know your wife is a bit of a video game person. Are you a big video game person? Oh, sir. Let me tell you. Okay. I have bought Skyrim on every system multiple <laughs> times. Okay. I don't know if that well, says gamer or not, but it does say sucker. Well, then, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into one of our new favorite segments on the show, then, uh, that we like to call Who's Your Main? I'm going to uh, shout out some fighting games. You tell me who the first person you usually pick when you when you play those games are. Oh, I probably uh, haven't even played them. <laughs> this is probably oh, going to be like, well, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll just say I'm pass surprised. if I haven't played it. Exactly. Uh, well, no, I'm sure you've probably at least played this one. Street Fighter. Uh, Ken. Ken? Okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat. 
That is uh, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage, very nice. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. That is, it should be Waluigi, damn it. Uh, I know, right? I'm, a little I'm super pissed. I'm tired of seeing these same uh, characters just reskins and saying it's something else. Uh, I usually get Wario because I like to ride my motorcycle over my wife's Pikachu. She just right? spams, she spams the lightning call over and over, and I think it's I think it's a cheap move. But so I just like run her over with my bike. I usually end up killing myself along the way, but as long as she doesn't get the points for it, <laughs> then, then so be it. So, no, my uh, my my favorite one is. Uh, I like to um, I like to use Captain Falcon. Oh, um, the Falcon and then, Punch. And then purposely, and then purposely, like, because I'm playing with my kids, mind you, who yeah. are become so good now that they're they're like kicking Daddy's ass. Um, but uh, I I will I will purposely call that I'm hitting the Falcon Punch on them like beforehand, um, oh, yeah. just to just to mess with them. By the way, you're totally getting Falcon Punched at least once. And they're like, No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And then I hit them with it. And it's like, Yeah, because uh-huh. then even if they win, you win because you called right. it out. Did your because I called my move. That's right. Uh, oh. Last one on my list here, real quickly, um, for wrestling games. Uh, let's okay. just let's say one of the two K games. Who's you? Who do you normally, uh, other than probably a, uh, a, you know, the obvious? Who do you play? I don't know if you have enough time for this, but I'm going to go ahead. I do. And go into I do. I do. WHW spiel. Back okay. in the day when I was living in Florida, I lived in the same complex as Sammy Callahan and Jessica Havoc. Okay. Where Swan was on the other uh, side of the street. And uh, Strickland would come over every now and then, and we would oh, all no. play every Wednesday Wrestle House Wrestling, which is just whatever 2K WWE game that we would re-graphic uh, and 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 uh, create our own characters with our own backstory. Nice. Let me tell you, no character is more decorated than the giant green bean slash tree Stockor. I have this character. It's as tall as you can make it. He's roided out because he's mostly bark. And, of course. And he's got like the bull Nakano hairdo, like so it goes even taller. And he's all green. And he's got a finishing move. Uh, he's got like the stalk drop. He's got the big root, which is just a big boot. Of course. He's got the tangled up in the in the in the roots, which is the uh, small package. We would play for hours every wednesday sometimes almost every day of the week because we got so obsessive with improving each character's backstory of like okay that's this guy now like we have to do commentary while we're playing this game bunch of, of grown course. men <laughs> so, like, you know, so like that's whw wrestling i choose the green bean the former tree from the garden of eden himself stock or you know the funny part is because you mentioned in and brief backstory we we've had rich on the show many moons ago um we've had sue on the show many moons ago and i do remember for quite a while we had a big conversation with rich about the um they used to have a no mercy league that he used to do back in the day as well with with that and i thought that's where that was going but i love i love that even better with stock or that's that might be my new favorite right there they were kind enough to upgrade to modern games instead of the No Mercy so that I could play. Because okay. I got, they tried to play, I think it was like NWO, uh, WCW Revenge, which is similar mm-hmm. to No Mercy. And they whipped my ass. I think yeah. I got like one kick in before Callahan just proceeded to just whip me around for 20 minutes and just laughed. And I was just like, you're a dick. You know, that? if we were eight years old, I'd get up and hit you. You know, <laughs> 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 so, but totally, totally, but yeah, I've I've heard stories of of that with the with the uh, with the old like what was that it was on like what Nintendo sixty four. So, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. I've heard stories. So Best uh, graphics in the world, baby, in sixty four. You know what though? The funny part is at the time, if you look back, those graphics did look absolutely amazing. It's just oh the, yeah, you know, just now when you look at it, it looks like you're watching a freaking movie versus the cubed out nightmare that what we used to play but at the time that was like oh that yeah. looks exactly like him so exactly his big blocky head <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh matthew we're going to get into uh what we call the final three questions the first one is what we call the trevin adams memorial question uh even though trevin's not dead uh trevin if you're listening hey how you doing uh <laughs> That goes uh, thusly. It is uh, late at night. You're uh, doing the drives, like Uncle Bob Evans likes to say, and uh, you've probably just slain another monster, and you realize you have a rumbly in your tumbly. You're a little hungry, uh, and as you pull over a hill, you see a shining beacon of food wonderfulness in front of you. 
is that Shining Beacon a sheet or is that Shining Beacon a Wawa? Well, contrary to uh, Shane Taylor, I got to say Wawa has more stuff and the quality hasn't diminished because they have more stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Wawa, thank you, because it was also the closest to me when I lived in Florida. And okay. to be perfectly fair, I've never gotten to go to a Sheets. I always just drive by them. <laughs> so okay. I need off, to stop buying to it. Yes, first off, stop driving by the, the food wonderfulness that is Sheets. You, you do need to stop in and, and give it a shot. Um, I highly recommend the mac and cheese. It's wonderful. Um, and you can get all sorts of mix-ins on that one, but uh, yeah, you should definitely stop into a sheet. But uh, somewhere, my my co-host is celebrating your your Wawa choice. <laughs> well, um, let me let me put some water on that fire for him. Okay. So, uh, the only reason I chose Wawa, of course, is because I've never been to Sheets, and because Wawa was available to me for a nostalgic period of time. But I yes. couldn't tell you how many times I would come home two in the morning with one of their quesadillas and my wife would wake up and roll over the bed. It's like, what is that? Like cat food? And then it's like, and it's like, just go to sleep, sweetheart. Just go to, just go to sleep. Let me, got work let, me let me drink my quesadilla. How dare you? So yeah, it's like, thank you for ruining my appetite. Now I got cat food in my lap. So. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, sorry that the, the questions get a little dark on this one here, but Uh-oh. in the performance art we call professional wrestling, we do tend to lose a lot of talent early. Um, so with that being said, if there was anybody uh, uh, wrestler wise that you could learn from, wrestle with, uh, et cetera, et cetera, who is no longer with us, who would that be and why? Uh, well, I'm, uh, there's you know, there's plenty of people that I, I wish I could wrestle uh, just to get their knowledge. But of course, in the last couple of years, you know, with the way the world is, I lost a couple of friends and I would give nothing to wrestle Sean Bex again. Okay. Uh, he had, he had passed away, sadly. And uh, a few other guys, Massive, Michael Faith, uh, local Southern southern uh, wrestlers. I'd love to wrestle those guys again. But if we're talking, like, more famous, you know, uh, Buddy Rogers, Gorgeous George, guys okay. who, you know, kind of trendsetters. You, you know what I mean? Uh, like, you can talk to Ric Flair now. Um but like if you go to the original source, like how do you come up with these ideas in an era where like you couldn't do that? It wasn't even wasn't even fathomed that you could have character. You were just the wrestler. You're the bad guy or you're the guy with the German name after World War Two or you're the Russian right. guy in the 50s. And like eh, that was essentially it. Or you're just kind of like some vague ethnic like bad guy character that you, you couldn't can't do anymore. And then uh, this guy, like Gorgeous George, just decides that I'm going to do more pomp and circumstance, and I'm going to make this crowd hate me from the moment I get in. And like, how do you think that way? And how do you come up with these ideas? Like, so I, I, I'd have to wrestle guys like that. It had to be geniuses, uh, you know, in my in my eyes, as far as wrestling. Absolutely. No, I and I think, especially like you're absolutely right, especially someone like Gorgeous George who, like is basically every person in wrestling back can, you know, if you have anything resembling a character, you have to trace back to that. That's where it all starts. That's Um, the guy. And even like, uh, you know, guys like Muhammad Ali have said that they pattern like Muhammad Ali mentioned, he patterned a lot of his interview style off of what he heard from people like gorgeous George. Yeah. So it's, it's worked its way through. So, um, yeah, he. I don't know if he gets the credit he totally deserves for everything he did. No, but. no, because it's been so long ago, he just kind of gets forgotten about. And like right. pe- people hear, like they they hear the marketing, they hear the propaganda, like oh, if you say this guy's the greatest wrestler long enough, enough people are going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But like he's fallen to the wayside, and it's it's ridiculous that somebody of that caliber and that intelligence would be able to fall to the wayside. Well, go find your gorgeous George stuff on YouTube, everybody. Do it, got to be out there somewhere. You should go. You should go look him up right now. And if you're an up and coming wrestler, go look at him too. You should be watching that as well. Um, though, watch Dusty stuff too. But you know, gorgeous. George oh yeah, stuff. I mean, but, look, the the so. <laughs> the newer the the newer the matches are, the more entertaining they are for the modern era. But just like the idea of like this guy coming up with a gimmick out of nowhere is brilliant. I Absolutely. could not do any moves from his matches this day and age. I'd be booed out of the arena. I like, Get out of here! <laughs> it's your first day. <laughs> it's amazing what you get what what was a finisher back in the day is like now is like that's it really that's what you got so oh yeah but i 
I've been pitching to Callahan. He's like, hey, man, I think my finisher should be a knee drop. I was like, get out of here. He's like, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> Welcome. The, You're going to see a drop kick finisher one day, I swear. There you go. Uh, question, uh, final question uh, for our uh, final three here. Uh, here's always the fun one. We here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have uh, certain traits to assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have the long necks. Rhinos have the big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we believe that uh, the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So that being said, pro wrestling sponsor hunter, Matthew Palmer, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Let's see. Hmm. A pro wrestling monster hunter would like to have an easy fight tonight. Let's see. I take a... A sledgehammer. Let's say a sledgehammer. Let's see. Let's do a let's do a mole that's out of the ground. I'll, okay. I'll sledgehammer that mole, that blind mole. I'll show him it, what for. Easy win for the monster hunter. It's legitimately whack a mole that you're you're playing <laughs> right now. I love it. Absolutely wonderful. So. Uh, well, Matthew, this is the uh, part of the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage officially gave us permission to call. Get your shit in. Let everybody shit. know where they can, where they can uh, find your social media, where they can buy that super awesome T-shirt you just released recently, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Well, if you uh, right now, if you want to buy the Pro Wrestling Monster Hunter shirt, I am doing them only live at the wrestling shows. I will have a shop coming up real soon, but I will save that announcement for a special day. Uh, but if you want to find me on the socials, it's the Pro Wrestling Monster Hunter on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow me as I like this interview, break a little bit of kayfabe, you can follow me at the Pro Wrestling Monster Hunter on Facebook as well. Just don't uh, expect to keep a lot of character stuff going because my mom and dad are there and they kind of ruin <laughs> it for me. And so <laughs> it's mom. hard to... Yeah, it's hard to sell a match with this evil clown that I'm going to go and, you know, kill in a river. And then my mom and dad are like, I'm very proud of you, son. You're doing so well following your dream. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and kill that. Let's keep that on Twitter. Yeah. So, well, very nice. Well, Matthew, it has been a pleasure having you on uh, the IndyCast with us this week. And to all of our uh, wrestling nerds out there, thank you for listening to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen, uh, and we always say, deuces. Hello? Hope I don't poop today. Hercules Mulligan! A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. (laughs) Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. (laughs) It's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners, touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.